Real estate is competitive and many agents hold successful strategies close to their chest, but not great agents and certainly not me. I'm here to help you succeed. I'm Chris Heller with this week's episode of the Agent Advice Podcast. Everyone in the industry knows agents need a way to make smarter decisions based on data and real reviews, not just sales pitches. Hi, this is Chris Heller, Chief Real Estate Officer at Ojo Labs uh, with the Agent Advice Podcast. And this week, you know, I always say I'm excited because I usually am, but this week I'm especially excited because not only do we have great guests, but these are friends and great business people and uh, people I have a lot of respect for. So... We got the team from Ylopo here, uh, Howard Tager, Aaron Franklin, uh, Barry Jenkins. Guys, thanks for being here. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having us. And I know, we're, I know we're all over the country in different parts. I'm in a house that's being renovated. I just heard a clunk upstairs, which means the workers are working. I'm not going to tell them to stop because I need them to get this job finished. But if there's a noise that comes in, we'll just deal with it. Um, so, hey, Howard, why don't you take a minute, for people that aren't familiar with Ylopo or yourself, just give the real quick background. Yeah, so um, I was the original uh, CEO and one of the co-founders of a company called Tiger Lead Solutions. We started back in the beginning of 2007, and we were kind of the original gangster we call all-in-one, which means we kind of did everything. We set up your website, and we drove all your marketing into a sort of hyper-focused sales cycle CRM that we built just for this product. So it was degrees all in one. It was CRM plus all your digital marketing. And uh, we did that, super successful. And it was so successful that it spawned an industry of all in ones, lots of all in ones, right? Big names. Yeah. And um, they were all very successful as well. And uh, we came back into the industry, uh, myself and my uh, co founder here with Ylopo, his name is Ju Fung Ji, and we just all affectionately call him G. And, you know, Ylopo is the last five letters of the word monopoly spelled backwards. The symbolism is turning real estate on its head. So we flipped the model that we had originally created and we said, now it's not the age of all-in-ones, it is now the age of integrations and the age of one-to-alls where it's too much to be all things to all people, right? Everybody wants like, oh, I just want one thing that does everything, right? But there's really no, like if you if you aspire to grow a real business in a large business, you can't do that with this one thing that does everything. Like there's this fantasy, honestly, in real estate that there could be this one thing that does everything, yet no other industry or business runs that way. Right. Right. My business, you know, we've got Zendesk for help desk and we've got NetSuite for finance and accounting and we've got Salesforce and we've got, you know, the list goes on and on. I mean, I'm frowning at SaaS like everybody else, right? But the key thing is that they that they all have to integrate because they're all really, really best of breed in what they do. And when they try to do everything, then they're just kind of average and everything, right? So we applied that, what was going on in the real world, real businesses to real estate and said, look, this time we're not going to focus on trying to be all things to all people. We're going to focus on what we do really, really well, which is state-of-the-art digital marketing. That means we handle everything from the website, provisioning this great home search experience for our clients that puts their brand on it, not someone else's brand on it. We do all the lead generation, both on Google as well as in social media. We do all the lead nurture, which means we constantly bring their database of 
of relationships. I hate the word leads, buyers and sellers back over and over and over again. We do, we're big on AI with lead communication. We have a digital ISA, so we're doing lead communication. So lead gen, lead nurture, lead communication, branded video ads. I mean, we do everything, branded, lead gen, all of it, right? But we don't do the CRM. We integrate with the most used and the best of breed CRMs and let them focus on the CRM nuclear wars that are going on, right? Trying to get the best CRM. Was, that's, that's kind of the genesis. Yeah, which is which is like a a phenomenally great strategy. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, when we when we look at things like, yes, why didn't more people think that way? And and you you specialize in one of the things um, that agents care most about, which is new relationships. Like how, as an agent, and, and Barry, um, I'll let you introduce yourself, but you, you, you're a successful agent, you run a successful team. Uh, you know, when I'm, I'm sure the, the, if not the most important thing to your team is new relationships. You know, how are you generating those, those, those I won't say leads, because I don't know how you don't like that, those new relationships. Um, and that's what Y Lopo does. Um, and, and I'm sure that's what attracted you to Barry chimes in that, that equal, literally equal. So everybody wants new leads, right? New buyers, new sellers. And we, and we specialize in that, right? Especially now we're really leaning in really hard to generating seller leads and, and, and listings. That's like a big, big focus of ours, but equal to that, you know, how many times have you looked back at your database of relationships and you have a consumer that you work with a long time ago, but now they transacted with someone else. How many times have they bought or sold with someone else? So, so really like the largest teams in the country actually come to us more for the lead nurture than the lead generation, where we take their entire database and we resuscitate it, we revive it. We keep an eye on it. We audit, this is a kind of a new concept. We automatically keep an eye on it because we're constantly getting in front of them home search, we're constantly getting in front of them home valuation. And if any consumers raise their hand and start getting busy, it taps our clients on the shoulder so they don't miss deals. Because if you know, like if you don't stay 24 seven in front of people, they, and they talk to a real estate agent at a cocktail party, right? They're gonna go work with them, right? So you gotta stay in front of them all the time. We didn't have that tech back in 2007, but we have that tech now. Yeah, no, back in 2007, what we'd have is, we do a campaign, send out postcards or letters to all our database, and then the ones that got returned because they moved, we go, they moved, they sold their house, they moved, I didn't know about it. Um, yeah. And so, super painful when that happened. So you address two of those big big pain points. You know, like you said, the, 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 the nurturing and retargeting of the people that you've already met, and then, and then meeting new people. And I think the third thing that we do, which I'd love to have Kiwi comment on as well, the third thing that we do is, you know, you, our clients, a partnership, right? Like our clients are running a real estate business. And I don't care whether it's one person, three people, 30 people, 300 people. We, have, we work with all of that, like small, medium, and large. You're running a real estate business. What you don't have time to do is also run a digital marketing company, right? And so that's a big frustration point, and, and, and our clients can completely outsource all aspects of digital marketing to us. We can do it for them. We can also keep an eye on new things. So for example, this year, Google launched a new real estate-related product, Google Local Service Ads, and Kiwi will talk about it. And we were there for our clients to be on the cutting edge of it. We're still going to be on the cutting edge of making the most out of it. So our clients can kind of breathe easy that we're also, we're also 
pushing the envelope on all the new tech, watching all the new marketing, if there's new lead sources, they don't, they, they don't have to worry, right? Because we we are their, their digital marketing department. So I think that's a really big, another big thing that we kind of do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's why you guys have grown as big as you have, as fast as you have, and you know, regardless of the market, you know, agents are, are getting value. And you don't have, and I know, because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a client of Web Local, my sales team in San Diego uses the service. And it's, if we had to cut anything, there's probably other things we'd cut. Web Local wouldn't be one of them, you know, and it, because it's just that important to, to an agent's business. Um, Kiwi, there's a lot, you know, on social media and in, in mastermind groups, on uh, agent Facebook groups, a lot of people talking about Google and, 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 you know, the changes and how agents are leveraging that. Talk to us about what you see happening and what are the, the agents that are winning, what are they doing? Yeah, um, you know, a bit about my background, just real quick. I have been studying the Google algorithm for probably the last 15 years, um, originally in the plastic surgery space. So incredibly competitive, um, very locally based businesses. And a lead for them can be worth $10,000, $15,000, right? Because the lifetime is just huge. So I switched over to real estate about five years ago, just been studying Google for real estate. Um, I would say the number one thing you guys can do as agents is get reviews on Google. <laughs> um, that's a huge part of the algorithm. Um, then there's a ton of other things you can do. Like number number two would be at least claim your listing with Google. Put your flag in the ground and say, yes, this is us, and have them verify that by sending you a postcard. And that way you're a legitimate local business. After that, there's a lot of other little steps you can do. But you want to make sure you're getting review, reviews on there. Um, and when you finish with a client, have them take photos of the house, have them upload that with the picture, with the, with the review. That just adds a lot of extra um, sort of juice for the algorithm to feed off. Um, and the, uh, you know, so those are the big things. But, you know, that's Google. There's two real parts of Google you need to understand. Is Google my business, which is free. You just optimize it, you get reviews, you check all the right boxes. Um, and if you go to our Bobo YouTube channel, search for Google My Business, I've got a one hour training, which teaches you every little thing you need to do, sort of to rank super high with Google My Business. Um, and then the other product is local service ads by Google, which is a paid product. And you're only paying for the leads that you get. And if you get a bad lead, you can actually dispute it and get your money back. So this is probably the hottest prop we've seen in a long time. It's pure pay for performance. You're really only paying when you get a, a lead that you can convert, which is incredible. We've seen national averages of around 40 bucks, maybe 45 bucks a lead. Um, but you're restricted how many leads you get based on how many reviews you have on your business. So if you don't have a lot of reviews, you're not going to get a lot of leads. So that's sort of um, you know, why I sort of started with get those reviews. Um, yeah. We can dive a little bit further into that, but I say those are the two biggest elements right now when it comes to Google is understanding those. Well, and, and, and the key is um, they need to understand, agents and teams need to understand at a certain level, but they don't need to become experts. They just need to find companies that, that are experts and then align with them. Barry, as a, talk to us as an agent, someone who runs a very successful team. First of all, tell us about your, your team. How big? What sort of? How, you know, how many transactions you guys do? Just to give context for people. Yeah, it's uh, 800, 900 homes a year. Um, 
and so uh, you're a team in our state. And uh, Wailobo brought me on as a consultant early on in like 2016, 2017. I was a customer, and then um, uh, seems like the more um, uh, as I transitioned to become an, a full time executive at Wailobo, the better my team got. The less less involved I got with them. <laughs> Which hasn't been a bad thing. But yeah, they're doing yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the um, what's the you know we're in a market too where a lot of agents are. It's just a really strange market because on one hand you can say this is a really phenomenal market, but at the same time a lot of people are struggling. Um, they're struggling with low inventory, um, trying to get listings, everything else. For the teams and, and agents out there, you know. Barry, if you guys are selling eight, nine hundred homes a year, uh, if as you're selling eight, nine hundred homes a year, you're not doing eight or nine hundred buyer deals, right? You guys are still listing properties and getting listings. What are you doing that's working? What are you seeing other agents and other white local clients that's, that's working on helping them get inventory that in this market is like gold? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, um, you know, Howard, you can plug your ears because what I'm going to say is that uh, I listened to him back in 2017. He, he really, advocated building a gargantuan database. And I came to Wailopa with I think like four or 5,000. Now I've got 130,000. And you might say, well, what does that have to do with sellers? Everything. Because, you know, what makes this product so unique is that it keeps the consumer's attention. We're providing either the right product, which is the right house in front of them, maybe on social media or uh, in their email, but we're also providing them with data that's compelling. And so what Wailopo has been able to do is to create an environment that we are relevant to home buyers and home sellers. Now this has become particularly important in this market because just over the last 90 days, I'm gonna misquote the number, but I think it's somewhere around 12 or 13 inbound, can you list my house leads that I've received from the Wailopo remarketing and, and the other things that I'm doing with Wailopo. And it's because, you know, instead of just depending on new leads, which they do provide me with new seller leads, but it's bigger than that. You know, I've got John Smith who registered on my Wailopo site back in 2017, who's still using my site. And so now, you know, uh, AI is texting them and teeing up a, 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 an appointment because she, she, we start with the motivation is finding something to move into. That's, that's what the consumer is excited about. That's where the emotion is. Yep. So she takes that and then she transitions into, you know, do you happen to have a home that you also need to sell? You know, she brings it up and then goes right in for the appointment. And I can tell you that AI has set several listing appointments that we've won. Um, just by like, you know, waiting until everything was done and then we contact the person and they, you know, they love us because we're so responsive. Yeah. So it's, and so that's, that's the big thing that I would say, if I was on a deserted island, we used to play that as a kid and I could only bring one thing with me from Wailopo, it would be the fact that they keep the consumer's attention. Um, and uh, now more than ever, um, it's, it's everything. It's everything because everybody's competing for that attention. Yeah, let's let's switch gears a little bit. Um, I have a question for both of you guys. Yeah. So the theory that um, you know leads that come in, 
where people registered to search for homes get called by a lead. But the question is, is, are they all buyer leads or are there sellers that are looking around in markets because they need to understand? I, I would say a minimum of 30 to 40 percent are also sellers. Yeah. Or, or also sellers. Yeah. Because they really are. I mean, you think about it and, and that's why I was talking to a group of agents earlier today and being able to provide optionality to consumers because yes, a large percentage of them, big percentage of them are sellers, but that doesn't mean they're going to sell. In some markets, they're, they're just afraid to because they, they know their house is going to sell. They're not worried about selling. Um, they're worried about how are they going to buy something, you know, and, and, you know, and being able to have either through a partnership or through um, your own resources, being able to provide strategies for, for these consumers to do what they want to do. Um, and quite frankly, if, if agents don't do it, a company is going to do it and companies are doing it. So it's something that agents definitely need to be doing. But yeah, we call them. How long, we, long do you see this hyper seller market lasting for? So that's where I was going to switch gears to and I was going to ask you. But I'll, since, yeah. you're, since, <laughs> since you've turned the table on me and you're asking me questions, um, it, it's going to stay this way until supply and demand starts to shift. So the real question is when, when and what's going to cause that to happen? I think we're probably have another six months, maybe even through the end of the year. Um, but I think we will start to see a different market. And I think two years from now, the world will look much different than it does today. Um, it's not good or bad. It's just different. You know, people always say, well, is it a good market? It's like, it, there are, in my mind, there are no good markets and there are no bad markets. There's just markets. And whatever whatever is happening in the market as agents, we adapt to it to do what we need to do to help people buy and sell. Because no matter what goes on in the market, people buy and sell. Um, you know, obviously, there's more in some markets than others. But, you know, I don't know. It's Howard, if, if I knew... I love the myth or the concept of the neutral market, right? Yeah. We've got a fairly... But, but we're a country of extremes. And so... As long as I've been doing this, right, and you've been doing it as long or longer, I've not really been in neutral markets for very long. No, I think they last a day. I think they last a yeah. day. And that's the day between when they go this way to that way or from this way to that way. Um, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, what's, what's your answer to the, that question of how long this lasts at this, at the, the way it's going now? Yeah, well, you know, I, I try to think about well, what macro macroeconomically would cause this this shift of the supply and demand curve, and that's honestly what I haven't figured out because, um, you know, I think I think decades ago we didn't necessarily manipulate interest rates as much. I mean, you and I have lived through like you want to get a mortgage, it's eleven percent, right? Or back in the day, like six and a half, six and a half percent was like, wow, I got six and a half percent. You would never gloat about getting six and a half percent now. If you don't get sub three percent, you're a loser, right? right, right. So, so I think think that you know they're going to keep interest rates really low for a long time. So, um, some so there's cheap money out there. Um, and, and not just cheap money for, for people buying homes, but, but inexpensive money for businesses to continue to grow, yeah. which causes more wage inflation, which I see coming, which causes more demand for homes that pushes home prices up, right, which causes the same kind of situation that we're in now. But, but on the flip side, while there's interest rate 
compression, um, somewhat, I think, artificially, obviously. Uh, I'm no economist, but I can just yeah, see the headlines. But on the other hand, raw material costs are going through the roof. Yeah. Right? And everyone's complaining about lumber and steel and the cost to build homes. So, so um, and that sort of constrains supply. Right, trying to find a contractor, you know, like I wanted to remodel a house in this one area, and they're like, there was not a contractor that would talk to me if I didn't say, well, first of all, I had to say that I would knock the whole thing down, that they could build from scratch because these guys don't want remodels, and then secondly, they're like, well, call me in a year to see if I can even get you on a calendar for the next year. <laughs> right? Whereas, like you know, a few years ago, I mean, my God, they would have done anything to to get my business, right? Yeah, no, no, so, I'm, I, I don't know, I, I. I I'm not sure, and I guess that's a kind of a reverse question, which is what happens macro macroeconomically that allows more inventory to come out, or you know, obviously the interest rates went way up, way up, affordability, right? That puts pressure on affordability. Yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna need to be one of those things, right? We have um, like intuitively we know that things can't go on forever, right? There, there's there, it's not sustainable. But then you look at it and say, well, what's going to cause that to change? With everything that could cause it to change, there's a, there are some strong reasons why it may not. You know, when we look at the demographics and the this huge demographic group of millennials that are now coming into the prime buying stage. You know, my my 30-year-old niece just closed to ask her last week on a home. You, know, you have this these this group of, of buyers that are now really really coming into the market in a strong, strong way. Supply is down. Yeah, the price of lumber um, is crazy. Um, I know these things because I'm sitting in a house that's being remodeled. Um, the remodel started in September. This is several months later. It's still going on. Um, uh, but, you know, there are, there are those things. So, on one hand, I always tell agents, okay, don't, don't spend too much time or energy trying to figure out what's going to happen. We know what's happening now. Figure out what you need to win now. And then when things change, you'll do the same thing. You'll figure out what you need to do to help people buy and sell. You know, when, when March of 2020, um, when all of things started to be kind of weird and, and we were all unsure, I, I remember the huddle that I was on. We do a morning huddle with my team. And I said, um, look, I starved from 2008 to 2009 and 2010, really, because I was waiting for things to go back to normal. And it never did. And I had to basically upturn all of my finances and go into debt and struggle for years to come out of debt because I waited. So this time, I'll tell you what we're going to do. I hope next week things are back to normal. We're not going to wait. And I remember the webinar that we held. There were like 1,500 people. You remember that uh, that webinar about what to do now? Um, and we just, you know, we, we said, okay, this is what's going on. This is how you're going to show homes virtually. This is how you're going to hold open houses virtually. This is how you're going to be present throughout the market. And we just we just went after. It. And that's what we got to do now. Yeah. You know? Um, and Wailopo is teeing up people that are interested in their home value and, um, I've never met someone that's excited about selling their home if they live in it. I just haven't. Yeah. So finding homeowners that are interested in the data that I'm providing and yet not scaring them away, it, it's it's a finesse sales conversation. Yeah. One that I believe I my team and I have mastered, but it is one that if you can master it, it's a gold mine. Yeah. 
Yeah. Now, what about all the agents out there that that aren't that haven't been through multiple cycles, that aren't experienced, that don't have teams, or or and not only those agents, but there's a lot of new agents still getting in the business, right? We're we are, we are at an all time high with the number of you know members of NAR, and um, with with testing opening up and real estate schools opening up, we see there's just like a lot of people coming into the business. What's the advice for those people? You know, what they may not be able to have a big budget. They may not be able to compete in in, in with some of the teams. What do they do? How do you what, if, if a new agent is saying, "Hey, how do I get?" You know, what's the one or two things, two, one or two things, I should be doing to get started? You know, what's the what's the advice? Yeah, I, I think we all have opinions. So I'll, yeah. I'll go last. All right. I I would say get a CRM early. Um, get organized with your contacts. You know, see so things aren't slipping through the cracks. Um, start setting up lists where you know what's most important inside your CRM. So you don't lose track of the people you've already built relationships with or you may have already paid leads for and you can continue to grow without sort of dropping the ball as you go and you can really scale up a lot faster and then you can plug in other technologies such as Wailopo, such as all these other tools but you need a good CRM I mean I think that's really important and they're very inexpensive. Yeah I think that's great advice. Barry how about you? Uh, I would say um so there's 10,000 agents in my market and um, average sales price is about 200, 250. 75%, this is actual fact, 75% of the agents in my market sold less than 10 homes. Um, that's not a career, okay? Uh, um, and so if I was coming into it, I would find a mentor that's doing what I want. They're, they, so they're where I would love to be. And I would sit at their feet and learn and, and just stay there and grind it out. Statistically speaking, if they can make it through the first 12 months, it's a very high probability that they'll at least make it five years. And then after that, you know, there's a whole nother cycle. But I, would, I, I did it on my own for eight years. It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, I am. Um, you're smarter than me. I did it on my own for like 16 years. And then I was like, Oh, I, there's someone could have helped me a lot sooner. Uh, <laughs> Howard, how about you? What's the what's well, the, the advice? Really, Barry gave the advice that I was going to give. Mine might be just a little bit of a twist on it, but again, it's sort of like you know, I always you know, I'm always whenever I'm lecturing to, to real estate agents and teams, like think about how the regular world works. I know you're a real estate agent. Okay. But how does a regular world work? You are starting a business, even if it's you yourself and I, right? You're starting a business. So what I see that people do in real estate, they don't do in almost every other business is they actually, like in every other business, you have to invest to start a business. You cannot open up a restaurant with no money. You cannot open up a bar with no money. You cannot open up Wailopo with no money. You cannot open up any business, right, without capital. Yet they go into real estate and just hope for the capital to come but they've not set aside money prior to that or not borrowed money from the rich aunt or uncle to say, you know what, I'm going to spend 2000 bucks a month for 12 months. It's 24 K it's gone. It, you know, that in the CRM, but in 12 months I will be here. And I like Barry, I start building this database and relationships, which can then bear fruit. And I'm going to keep investing in my business. Right? So that's one, but really in line with Barry, which is, you know, if I want to 
go and, you know, become, you know, you know, run a hedge fund or something. Well, I can't just go and run a hedge fund, right? I've got to go. I got to work in an investment bank. I can then go maybe work for a stellar hedge fund, learn from the best, and then after a bunch of years, someday I can maybe start my own hedge fund. So, so really, my advice specifically is go find a team because you know, real estate really is about high performing teams now, right? You know, for the most part, the old school brokers don't really want to give you a lot. They want you to come because they want to take a piece of the business you're going to bring to them, but but, but the new age team leaders create opportunities for their agents. And I can't tell you, like, I want to talk to team leaders all the time, people that run teams, and what they need is great agents. They will give opportunities to great agents. They're dying for great agents, right? So, yes, your split, your commission split will be less because you've got to split with the team leader, but you're going to do a lot more deals. And as Barry said, you're going to learn. You're going to see, you're going to be there. They've, they've invested all this time, energy, money that like, you know, Barry's failed forward and Chris Heller has failed forward and Howard has failed forward. And we've, we've acquired all of this experience of what works and what doesn't work. And you get to see all that while they feed you. Yeah. So while they, it was kind of like, I did, you know, I, I worked a job two years at a college that I hated and I was working crazy hours and it wasn't really what I want to do, but I learned a lot. It was invaluable, valuable business skills for me. And so that's, that's the biggest advice, right? And, and I know, like, I have clients who are like, I'm not an agent. Like, I don't have, I have all these opportunities, but I don't have great agents, right? So yeah. that's my advice. Yeah. Um, and that's great advice. And that's, and for people that, that, that tune in to the Agent Advice podcast, people that are on Agent Advice, obviously they can learn about Y Lopo there. Uh, let's, let's wrap it up with, with another question that I want to ask you guys and love to hear from all, all three of you. Uh, as we are in this crazy market and agents um, and, and not as, as a team of executives from YLOPO, although YLOPO may be part of your answer, but as, as just people who understand this business, understand agents, understand the industry, for the agents out there that are trying to go from whatever level they're at to a much higher level, What's the one or two things that, that we haven't talked about that they should absolutely be thinking about or doing to get there? Who wants to go first? Right, Barry, why don't you go? You're, you're nodding your head. Yeah, I can pick it off. Um, so it's, it's two things. It's um, what is hindering you, right, um, from being a better version of yourself as far as business. And I'll say what that means in just a moment. And then the other aspect is what is working. So what I did was, um, I don't have the best memory. Um, I'm not necessarily the most, uh, the hardest working person you've ever met. And, um, you know, I kind of like to float. And so I, I would make a lot of mistakes. And if there was something that seemed to come up a lot, um, I would try to see if I could make a computer do it or remind me of it, right? So I just kept doing that. And you fast forward two or three years and the dividends of what I did in 2016, like there is still a video of me <laughs> that is being sent to people from four or five years ago when they register on a certain website, right? I mean, and so the dividends of that pay off. So find ways to remove blockers. A quick way is learn, learn Zapier, learn how to use it. Um, it's a great tool. And then um, the other aspect is what is working? Throw gasoline on it, right? So 
that's one of my favorite things about working at Wilopo is normally lead gen companies are very insecure. You gotta do it my way. And the second you go from my path, they're like, no, 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 no. With Wilopo, it's like, what's working? Okay, this is what we have that's gonna make that even better. And so in the same way, find what's what you are good at, what you enjoy. Holding client events stresses me out. Right? I don't I don't wanna deal with all the, I, I just don't. Yeah. But lead gen, I love it because it's like, I just get to talk to people about my craft and build some rapport. So that's what worked for me. You got to find what you what works for you, and then find something that boosts it. So that's that's my advice. Very cool. Here we are, Howard. Thoughts? Oh, go! I know Howard likes to always go last. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, piggybacking on that a little bit. I mean, applying leverage to your business, not trying to do everything yourself. I think a lot of real estate agents. This is why I think coaching is really important in real estate, could really help you to get to where you want to go a lot faster, make a lot less mistakes. But just, you know, figure out where in your business you're doing a lot of repetitive tasks. And there's probably some sort of technology around that that can help you out. Um, and then just lean into what you're really good at. You know, maybe doing videos and, you know, social media, then just lean into that. And then the other sort of stuff you can outsource. Um, but don't try and do everything yourself. I mean, you, you're going to be so capped on what you can actually do at the end of the day. If you really want to grow, you've got to be able to use leverage. You've got to be able to let go and trust and join masterminds. I mean, I think a lot of the really great agents are really willing to share. I mean, it's a lot of these Facebook groups these days. People are sharing everything. Don't be afraid to ask a lot of questions from people you admire and respect. And... Um, yeah, just let go of the reins a little bit. Don't be such a control freak. And I think, yeah, you may stumble a little bit along the way, but you're going to learn a lot. And you're going to be able to grow a lot faster. Yeah, I, I love that. Leverage is one of the most important things um, in our industry, and, and the agents that succeed at the highest level use it a lot, and the others don't. And there's a reason. Reason. So, good. Good point. All right, Mr. Tager. The problem with going last is that everything was just said. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what I had written down was um, networking information. So this is an interesting industry. In, in most industries, competitors don't share information, right? You know, um, so, you know, Instagram, Facebook is not sharing information with Snapchat, right? And, and TikTok and like, you know, most industries like, they're just not sharing, okay? But in, in real estate, it's the most collaborative information sharing industry that I've ever come across. I think that's because for the most part, uh, people's teams and brokerages are hyper-local. So they're okay. They're not worried about the whole country, right? Yeah. So they're okay, like, this is how I'm killing it in, in, in our neck of the woods. They don't really necessarily want to share it with people, other people in their neck of the woods, but they go to conferences, they go to online events, and they share with people, you know, in their systems and in other parts of the country. So you can avail yourself, but you've got to actively go do it. You can, because literally we've had people come to our Wailopo Success Summits and change their business lives forever. Forever. And it sounds corny and dopey, but they spent two days with us, right? Yeah. And it wasn't like that, that we necessarily gave them these, these pearls of wisdom. It was the 500 other agents in the room that got up on stage and shared. So, so you know, to really get into these groups, which are all over the place now, 
um, where you're learning and, and then eventually you're teaching, right? You're, you're always learning, right? And eventually you could be learning and teaching, learning and teaching, and now you're, if you're new and young, you're, you're just learning. It's out there. It's amazing. Most, I mean, I, honestly, you know, we always see a lot of the same faces in a lot of the, a lot of the events, right? But like 90% of the agents out there don't go to any of these events, yeah. whether it's online or in person, right? So, so the networking information is how you learn. You, 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 you're here and you want to be here. This is a whole group of people up here who will teach you. They will teach you because they're not in your market. It's amazing. This yeah. will not happen in any other industry. So that's number one. You mentioned, you guys mentioned leverage, 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 leverage. What are you leveraging? In any industry, whether, you know, if, you know, you can be a, a, a solo lawyer, right? Or if you really aspire to, to, to bigger things, like you can have a law firm, right? And you can have lots of layers of lawyers underneath you. And what are you doing? You're, you're making money on their hours. So at some point you have to think about, you have to make money on other people's hours. If you're just always banded by your hours, then you're banded here, right? So, so you leverage people and you leverage technology. Um, you have to leverage technology now because technology has been built now that can automate your life and save you time. And time is a much more precious commodity than money. Um, and you need to develop systems and processes. Like you just cannot, you know, I got this tech, but I have no systems and processes. So you have to have systems and processes, which means that you are doing something consistently and you're always tweaking it. You're always learning and you're getting rid of the stuff that doesn't work. You're adding more juice to the stuff that is working, right? And then finally, and no one really talks about this as much as I do, which is what I call me measurement, accountability, and visibility. So as you grow, as you grow your team, as you grow your tech, as you grow your systems, most people don't measure it. <laughs> you will ask them, Right. Well, how many calls were made this month? How many texts? How many emails? How many priority alerts did you get? How many Raya conversations were there? How many face-to-face -face appointments did every single one of your agents get? How many, whatever it is, right? Every single thing in your business needs to get measured yeah. to hold people accountable, to get your business to the next, next level. So um, those, are, those, are, those are sort of the big things. And ultimately, like we all, to get to the next level, have to take some risks. So. Yeah. Risk, leverage, pour gasoline on what works, look at what's not. Um, hey, this has been great. I appreciate you guys. I know you're busy. I know why Lopo is doing a great job. Um, at Ojo, with our Ojo Select Network, a lot of our, um, a lot of our members are Y Lopo clients. Uh, and cool. so they're, they're taking the consumers we're introducing to them and, and leveraging Y Lopo to, to supercharge their businesses. Um, if anyone that's listened to this wants to get a hold of you guys, Take a moment, really quick. How do they reach you? Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, you can email me. I'm simply Howard at, at wellopa.com or find me on find me on Facebook. Here we and for me, I mean specifically, you got questions around Google with real estate. Feel free to email me direct, Kiwi at Wailopa. Um You can just text Kiwi's phone. Uh, it's a three two three. Yeah, Barry at Wailopo, Barry at yourfriendlyagent.net. Either one. All right. Hey, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. A lot of great knowledge, a lot of great advice from people that really understand what's going on. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Appreciate uh, Spencer Coleman. Chris, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Agent Advice Podcast. And remember, you can use agentadvice.com as a free resource. And just as the name suggests, it's written by agents for agents. That's all the time we have today. Thank you, and we look forward to hearing you and seeing you next time.